0: Hello, and welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, mystic, spiritual midwife, and visionary leadership guide. It's my great pleasure to share inspiring and intimate conversations and emerging wisdom gathered from our collective feminine journey of awakening. My guests are revolutionary women, At the cutting edge of both personal and global transformation, I invite you to join us in claiming our sovereignty, changing the world, and flourishing no matter what. Welcome, beloveds. I'm so glad you're here today. I have a very special guest for you, I have a beacon of light. For these dark and tumultuous times, I have a friend and a soul sister. I have Yamaja
1: Jubilee joining us today. Welcome, Yamaja. Thank you, Joni, for having me. And it's a pleasure to be with you today. Yes,
0: I'm so excited. Let me share a little bit about you and what you're up to so our our listeners have some insight into this, this trip we're gonna take together that will be good yes so if you ask me i would say yamaja is truly a creative force of nature and that she she is always a breath of fresh air she she really is like a transmission of light in the most delightful package she's an inspirational speaker and a poet an author a singer. She's the co-director of cultural libations. She works as a TV and radio hostess, a creative consultant. And she always brings positivity and a joyful spirit to her listeners. And she inspires people to recognize all the ways that they are not limited. She supports people in their unlimited potential and recognizing that they can get out of the box she's the author of a book of soulful poetry i couldn't keep it to myself she's a guest columnist for the charlotte gazette writing on growing up black in charlotte county and she has a new fabulous fun show called celebrity buzz And we are going to talk about her journey with the feminine, her practice of forest bathing, and all of her adventures. So welcome again, Yamaja.
1: Thank you so very much, Joni. What a lovely, I always love listening to your voice, okay? Uh, Thank Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Yes, thank you for joining us. It's taken us a few months to get you here, but here you are
1: yeah and that's wonderful because I have patience, and uh, I know that things always come at the time that they're supposed to come
0: Yes, yes, so as I said at the beginning your your creativity and your positivity are your i would say your your calling cards or your hallmarks, and I see both of those as intimate elements of the feminine spirit, and I would love just to give you an invitation to to dive in on on your journey with the feminine, and perhaps even your journey with with your creativity. Have you always been this prolific in your creativity?
1: Well, i I have not. Oh, I have always been creative, but since this, um. Uh, times of uncertainty and COVID, I really have taken a a very deep dive inside of myself and my connection with love, beauty, the big G, the God and goddess of the universe. It just seemed to have heightened, you know, all the external fears and anxiety that people were having. I haven't had that much of it. (laughs) So, and I know it's because of the practices that I've done ongoing all the years, but just seem all of this is like, I've taken an internal retreat mm-hmm. inside inside of myself, you know?
0: Yes. Yes. And so you're using your practices to, to nourish and source for yourself. So you're not plugged into the, like the matrix out there.
1: No, I didn't, I didn't take, I didn't take the pill. Okay. No. <laughs> but you know, I grew up on a farm in Charlotte County, in Saks, Virginia,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: at, and as a young girl, I always used to go into the woods and play.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, making friends with the trees and making friends with the birds and all of that. And my mother, I have to say, my mother was very, very in tune to plants and flowers in her gardening. Mm. So I feel like that was the start of me being in tune with nature Mm-hmm. and on the farm i walked barefooted a lot okay mm-hmm. i I played in the mud um and played in the rain used to love to be outside in the rain and Mom used to have to make me come inside <laughs> 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 yep and made and made red mud pies okay <laughs> yeah oh uh. Yeah, so
0: all you were naturally connected to the earth and her energies.
1: It sounds like. Yeah, and and my mother, my mother too. You know, you talk. I'm talking about my creativity. My mother, my mother had gardens that you would. When everybody else's vines were not doing any good, they Mm. were not bringing forth string beans and squash. She talked to her plants, Mm. and they always lasted longer than anybody else and then she would she taught me how to can Mm -hmm. you know we preserved everything we ate we 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 got it out of the gardens or we slaughtered um you know pigs and things like that for the meat but Mm -hmm. we raised we raised vegetables Mm. I mean we you know we had potatoes and everything like and I used to always have to go out and dig up the potatoes and the onions and I used to love it Love it because I got to play in the dirt by digging up the potatoes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you were really close to the earth as a, little, yes. as a little one. And what a beautiful foundation to have. It's so interesting how so many, I think, are trying to get back to those roots of what of what you're describing was your childhood.
1: Yes, yes. And so you know, and when I look at my childhood and I look at where I am now, I've gone back to hmm. where I was because it was always, it's always been there, but with life taking on layers of, of programming of yes. how you need to be as a, especially as a woman, yes. you know, uh, the roles you're supposed to play as a wife and a mother. And also too what happened to, I found that the religious background that I was raised up with it it, 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 it what did it do? It shamed me mm. for being, not being what the religion said. And I had to work through a lot of that by finding the feminine energy, because that was just really a lot of masculine energy.
2: Hmm.
0: Yes. So you were raised, I'm guessing, in a more traditional, perhaps Christian church. And so just that patriarchal perspective yes. that, yes. yeah, Yes. That's- the supremacy of the masculine oh
1: it. definitely, you know, and the, <laughs> that God was a man with a white beard <laughs> sit, sitting on a throne uh, writing down everything that I did, and I was mm-hmm. worthless, I was a sinner. there was no room for any feminine at all in that concept
0: mm-hmm. and i'm I'm wondering when you were growing up how were race and spirituality, was there any link there around religion and race or?
1: Well, going back to uh, the articles that I'm writing a series of articles for the Charlotte Gazette, because it, I'm talking about my experiences growing up as a black woman in Charlotte County. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the last piece that I just wrote that would be in the Charlotte Gazette next week is called Light, Bright, Almost White, But Not White.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And I grew up with a lot of racism in the neighborhood. And sure. you know, and I grew up with a lot of, you know, I grew up with signs that said Jim Crow laws with signs that said colored.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was not permitted to uh, play with the white kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I went to segregated schools. And then in the church, going back to the church, when you walk in the door, there was white Jesus. <laughs> There were white angels, and then the Lord's Last Supper was all white people. Yes. All of that affected yes. me, of course. So, and then too, you know, having to having to be. Um, I remember one thing about growing up black that really affected me as a young girl was seeing the Ku Klux Klan ride by my house and burn a cross in the field across from the house. Wow! I was I was terrified.
0: Of course, how how old were you then Do you remember uh,
1: prob- probably 12 13 years old if not younger that Ugh. age it 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 terrified me
0: yes so you your positivity doesn't come from a life free from challenge or free from really seeing the um we'll say uh, harsh potential that we humans can can do to each other. So it, I believe it makes it even more, I'm going to say, valuable or inspiring that you have found a means to have a direct connection with the divine and with an outlook of positivity given all of that
1: yes, definitely, and it's it's been a process,
0: yeah, it's a
1: process of knowing, sitting, praying, meditating, and keeping that nature up front and finding that energy that for me that works for me, it might not work for somebody else. I had to come into it on my own mm-hmm. and i I met um two ladies in nineteen eighty six and I lived in Chattanooga, Tennessee, mhm. And those ladies, and I used, I referred to, those were, I never had any women of color to be my close friends.
2: Mm, Really?
1: No, because all the, you know, uh, not at that point, Mm -hmm. but not, there were some women, but they were not spiritual. Okay. Okay. That's that's the difference. There were women there, and I'm not putting down women of color, Uh but I always knew that there was more. I always felt it. I yeah. always knew it deeper than it's got to yeah. be more delight than this. And it's got to be something <laughs> else out there. And I went after it. Yes. Yes.
0: With a deep hunger.
1: Yeah. Hunger, 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 hunger. And the only thing that started feeding my hunger is when I let go of some of that old programming and mm-hmm. meeting these, meeting these two ladies mm-hmm. and then my poetry, that's the other thing. The poetry I wrote the first poem when I was sixteen mm. about the religious austerity that I was under was called "Where Have All the Christian Folk Gone?" They sure ain't gone to no heavenly home, you right.
0: know. What I'm wow, so, you yes. call it like you see it.
1: Yes. yes, yes,
0: yeah. So being, you have always it sounds like expressed the truth. Like you have through your creativity. That that's yeah. my perception. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it started at 16 years old in the Rex. There used to be a Rexall drugstore in Chase City, Virginia. Uh huh. And I had a racial incident in that store because, as a young girl, my mother would go to Chase City to shop when she did shop
2: mm-hmm. at a
1: at the market there, Farmers mm-hmm. Market there, and I would skip down the street and look in all the windows, at the dresses.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I would see these white mannequins, young girl mannequins with blonde hair. And then I'd go down to the next door and there was always white mannequins. Everything was white. So I got thirsty because I was playing. And, you know, a kid, innocent.
0: Right, right, and being I, a kid.
1: Yeah, I went into the Rexall drugstore. I'm going to get me something to drink. And I sat down on the stove and there was a Caucasian lady that was there and she moved and looked like looked at me like I was nothing. Mm-hmm. And then the druggist ass told me he couldn't serve me and I, I I I was so afraid because I didn't I wasn't even aware I ran out of the store and ran to my mother and my mother told me you cannot go in that store mm. and sit down mm. but you can only go in there and buy things you can't sit down so I went back in that store and bought a diary mm. I bought a diary at 16 hmm. a a little pink diary, and I wrote that first poem. That's the first poem I started putting my poetry and my secrets about myself. I started writing. Nobody ever knew I did that.
0: Hmm. Wow! So the
1: por- the poetry and the expression started at sixteen.
0: So do do you believe that 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 was part of what helped you? Because you had you really had two at, at least two layers to overcome. You had both the gender issue and the race issue that, that you were born female and you were born in a black body.
1: Yes. Yes. And the layers that I've had to just really layer by layer look at all my life. And I'm still, I'm still looking at it. It's a process, you know, it's because each time I know, I always know that there's more. I've Mm -hmm. had to work through it with different people and people, you know, it's it's amazing how what what you need when you need comes to you when you are persistent and you are pursuing and knowing that it's there is the attitude that hey there is an answer and asking the unaskable question what people feel like an unaskable question you mm-hmm. don't ask and questioning all the answers that society gives you that you're supposed to believe yes you know? yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm oh so tell us tell us about your current forest bathing practice you shared a little bit about the roots but when and how did you start getting into that and take take us through an an imaginary walk with
1: you through the forest oh gladly gladly break make a smile on my face and a joy in my heart i love to, (laughs) i love to dance and move you know i i taught Nia, and I've taught lots of movement, gentle movement exercise, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I got into when, you, when I go into the forest, like I said, it started when I was young, but when this pandemic came, um, I found that if I stayed longer, the more connected I felt, mm-hmm. you know, and I started sitting on specific things in the forest. Say, for instance, I enter the forest, I might hear a brook, Mm. running, the water trickling. And I look up at a tree, a tall oak tree, and I talk to the tree and thank the tree that you're here today. And then I go hug it. I hug (laughs) the tree. I sit down for a while. I have specific places that I go to in Forest Hill Park and in Rockwood Park. Uh I I either sit on a, a rock. And when I sit on a rock, I get what I call downloads from the goddess of the universe Mm. because I always get more and I become more in touch and in tune with spirit, just sitting on a rock. And I recorded a lot of those downloads that I get. I go the next day, I go back and I might be told to sit on a a log that has been rotten. And I sit there. It's not rotten to me because I sit there in peace and I receive the message. I sit on it. I look up and I listen to the birds sing, and I get a song. Uh, sometimes there, I see owls in the daytime, mm. and I know that that's a spiritual sign. Sometimes it'll be someone's dog that'll come up to me and be real, real friendly, and they'll tell me, well, that dog has never been friendly before because I know my vibration is high.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And mm. I have a rock that I sit on that's shaped like a heart in Rockwood Park. I would sit there some days. And then when I walk across the the stream that's in um, Forest Hill Park, I stand in the middle of it and I just throw my arms up and just receive all the energy from the trees. I talk to the trees and then I go and I smell the fragrance of each tree. Mm. I hug the tree. Every tree has a different fragrance. Hmm. The pine, Mm -hmm. the oaks, Mm. All the trees have a different fragrance, and I thank the trees, Mm. and then I put my back up against the trees, and I ask them to remove any negativity that's out of my body, Mm. that's in my body, out of my body, and then I just just hug it and sit there, and then I'll go from that spot. I have every 20 minutes when I walk, Mm -hmm. I set my alarm on my telephone. So that I know that I have to find some place to sit in the silence and in the stillness. Mm. And as I walk, I walk from 10 to 20 minutes barefooted. Oh, yes. In the
0: forest.
1: In the forest. In the forest. You know, uh, if if I'm walking on a path that might have some um, pine cones and Mm -hmm. needles like that, I'll take my time because that slows my meditative. It's a meditative walk. Hmm. It's a it's a very meditative, you know. And my feet, I know the energy of the earth rises in my feet, and I can just feel it. Mm. And some days I sit on a park bench and I allow the sunlight, and I thank the sun for being out today. Yes. You know, and having the the birds fly across, and I talk to the sun. I talk to the clouds. I found pictures in the clouds. I get very <laughs> playful. <laughs> it's, it's it's a childlike experience, you know. You have to be childlike in order to receive. To me, you know, I and I, I get excited about that. Yes. And even in the rain, Joni, I I have a red umbrella. Uh-huh. And there are certain stumps that are in Rockwood Park uh-huh. that I play that I play with. You know. <laughs> I I sit there and I lift the umbrella up and sit on the stump, and then I'll 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 take a picture of that stump for the day and thank that stump. You know <laughs> it's, it's and then I see the birds uh, flying across the lake there wherever I am and I'll talk to them, and I, and then sometimes there are ducks and I even talk to the ducks because they come or there are different types of insects. There's an otter that's in Forestier Park, mm. and then there are herons and there are all kinds of wildlife. And I, I've made friends with the wild, not only that, the wildlife, but the trees. And whatever comes that day, I'll sit there and I look across the water and just allow it to just bring its energy to me. I ask for mm. the energy to come.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems as though you have just stayed in that childlike wonder or you have returned to that childlike wonder and it is a doorway for you.
1: Yes, it definitely is a doorway and it's been the key for yes. me in these times of uncertainty. And I have to tell you, more I have got one week I got eight points. Okay. <laughs> and Eight that's poems. The, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, and I have a I have a new book called Soul to Soul. That ah. that that are twelve poems that I'm writing with Martha High, the goddess of soul. Mm. And she's painting the paintings interpreting interpreting the poems. And one of the first poem in the book is about a, a letter to my younger self. Okay. Oh, hmm About rainbows and colors. Like the colors of the chakra. That's the first poem in the book, right? Mm-hmm. But it ca- it came as a result of me being in touch with my childlike state. Yes. And I don't write the poetry. Yes. I don't. If I try to write it, it don't. I can't make it happen.
0: So how does it happen?
1: I channel it. I download it. Mm-hmm. Put a pen to paper, and let's see what's gonna come up next. I had a. Uh, the new program that I have um celebrity buzz from mm-hmm. studiowbuzz.com bu- studio com. I had not ri- written my monologue for the opening show mm-hmm. and I was trying to make it happen and I got so frustrated and I'm saying margie you know <laughs> you know that this is not how it works and i went for like three two to three days I had no monologue and what happened i woke up the morning of the show, about two thirty, three o'clock, maybe a little bit late, maybe three o'clock, and I sit down at my dining room table and I wrote the whole monologue in less than fifteen minutes. Yes. I God wrote it. I didn't write it. Yeah. Right. Okay. I downloaded it.
0: Yes. Yes. And that is the the receptivity of the feminine. Yes, for, sh- for sure. That we can. That it can be easy in that way. We don't have to struggle or fight or. Or, or work so hard for it to come. So I, I just want to note that you, I'm going to say, have an exceptional level of trust in allowing that. Because one of the biggest struggles I see in uh, whether it's people I work with or or just people I know, it's that trusting to allow that to come through. So, is there anything you can tell us of, about? How how you came to that, or maybe you've always had that trust?
1: Well, no, I didn't always have that trust. I didn't always have that trust. One of the things going back to the programming and the conditioning that I got as a woman, you know, that to be a wife and a mother, and to do those roles that that are ascribed astri- astri- to us as women, it pushed it all away, mm. and I lived in uh, Nashville. I lived a lot of different places and then I lived in New York. And when I was in New York, um, it started coming back up really, 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 real big, um, uh, because I had to use my creativity to implement programs and I wanted to be different from everybody else.
0: Mm-hmm. Unique so, and different.
1: And, <laughs> yeah. You know, different, unique and the, and the gifts that I had came through. Mm. And I remember, um, I remember having to come up with things that would enhance the lives, the quality of lives for the seniors that I worked with. Hmm. And I had, I put flowers on the table. You know, this making bouquet had a florist to donate flowers
2: mm-hmm.
1: and decoration. I surrounded them with beauty. And that beauty was of a divine feminine energy. Yes. You Absolutely. know, the beauty the beauty of flowers and the smell and the fragrance of all different kinds of flowers. And I remember them being so appreciative of when they had to eat, they had a centerpiece of flowers on their table mm-hmm. and the tablecloths to match, you know, I, I caught, I, I believe in the, co- in the energy of the colors.
2: Hmm.
0: Okay. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. The vibration of the colors matters yeah, and, is, and is real. Yes.
1: And then I would wear also bright colors. I had someone to tell me yesterday when I was, <laughs> when I was on the, in my, my trip to the forest yesterday, she said, oh, you got on all those bright colors. Don't that look good? Yes, it does. <laughs> that, you look so bright. And you. I raise my own vibration by what I wear every day. So it's been a process of embracing. That's why I call the feminine love beauty. Mm. it's love and it's beauty of course mm-hmm. and embodying that through dance and movement you know I love to move and I love to embrace the melodies and the notes in the music I can feel it in my body it resonates
0: yes you are very sensually in tune that's yes. ev- everything you're describing whether it's the the smells or the feels uh, the way things feel or what you're seeing, like all your senses sound like they are alive and turned on
1: yes, and but, internally there's a different kind of connection spiritually there's yes, a there's yes. a oneness that comes with that
0: yes 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 i I agree wholeheartedly, yes. Yes, that when we turn on our physical senses, it opens our spiritual senses in a way
1: yes, it does, and i sometimes when i I have been awakened like at two thirty three o'clock in the morning and i and I've learned that when i need a when I need a new idea mhm, um one of the things that I've come to know about myself if i wake I don't get it but one time, I use it.
0: <laughs> the idea just comes it just, once it doesn't it come comes back
1: once, and if I don't get up and write it I do not have it anymore mm. and I've learned th- that's part of me doing this uh pandemic as well because the ideas come so quickly that I have to either carry I carry uh I got all kinds of notepads in my purse but in the forest I record everything on the phone I just take the phone on in the in, and, and start talking because the downloads come instantaneously. There's no strip. The downloads just, just turn the phone. And I tell myself, okay, Margie, time to get your phone out. Get your phone out. And I and I start talking. Yes. And I, I, it, I let whatever comes through my mouth come. Hmm. It's beautiful. It, it, it truly is. It's beautiful and it's divine. And I know it's love beauty.
0: Yes. And does it feel good?
1: Yes. I am so into, I am joyous and I would say blissful at blissful because there's a connectedness. There's a difference between feeling happy and feeling blissful. Yes. Happiness is is an external thing comes from external things, you know, getting a new car, a new dress or whatever you, okay. It's a temporary state of mind and a feeling. Yes. Joy and bliss comes from within my heart. Mm. And it's lasting. And there's a connectedness. It's like a tapestry. Yes. That runs through every cell, every bone, every joint. And I'm connected. Mm. You know? Yes. I I just I just feel so good. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> and I guess sometimes I have to con- contain myself because <laughs>
0: No, don't do that.
1: <laughs> and, and, and I've learned, you know, people, you know, some people would, I know growing up when I used to do all that, growing up, and people would tell me that I was crazy. They would mm. call me crazy, you mm. know? No, I know it's not crazy now. You know, <laughs> it's not. It's a gift. I oh, am God, so yes. In touch with that and the brilliance. I have, I have um, embraced my brilliance and my creativity because a lot of people teach, you know, um, you to package your your brilliance and package your creativity. No, I don't believe in a box. <laughs> there is no box. There's infinite potentiality, and I can have infinite ways of expressing it.
0: You are such a permission giver for that, Imaja. Yes. Like listeners, <laughs> I, I want you to take that in, that there's no reason that only Yamaja gets to live that way. Like we all have the possibility
1: of living that way, right? And, it, and it's very easy when you ask to be shown mm. ways to express. And I get in, I tell you what I do. I bless my head every day. Mm. I bless my thoughts in my head. I bless my ears. I bless my mouth. And most of all, I bless the uniqueness of my face. That I take forward in the world. I got Aww. that practice. I've had that practice from my Yana Van Zayt for a long time, and I do it in the shower. Uh-huh. I, bless, I do it in the shower with the water, and I bless my whole body. I bless my whole body, mm-hmm. and then, you know, there's that 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 really helps me to start my day. And then there are days, I wrote myself a body affirmation. All right. Hmm. I I use. I use affirmations. I wrote myself a body that there, you know, that it's my body. This is my body. This is my body. My body is a vessel that is filled with the divine spirit. Hmm. You know, it is, my body is the vessel that holds and houses my spirit and my soul, you hmm. know? So yes. I do, I do all those things,
0: you know? And that's how you maintain a vibration that is exceptional. joyfully exceptional exceptionally joyful
1: yeah yeah right and you know what is is it's a thing where some days i've learned one of the things that i feel like i was doing as a woman yes i was beating myself up with them old tapes in my head you know about that you know that i was not good enough and you do that you're crazy and all those old tapes would come up so what i had to do you know we we all have an inner roommate we have an inner roommate that yes. has that that <laughs> is there <laughs> i'm laughing because i'm laughing at myself right
2: yes but
1: journaling and knowing that it's there and then i can reframe it. and i use what i call taps t-a-p-s Hmm. that means that i have tools i have a toolbox with tools in it then i have a change of attitude looking at a positive way Mm -hmm. Uh, the a stands for attitude and then a stands for alignment okay Mm. and the p stands for infinite potentiality (laughs) infinite potentials that are always in the in the universe and they're always happening and the the s stands for spirituality i Mm. use taps i use (laughs) taps that way and i call you know ever since we're doing everything via zoom and everything i say (laughs) to the people that i work with you have to zoom in on yourself. Then you zoom out in your perspective. Okay?
2: <laughs> <That's> you, <wonderful. laughs>
1: you, you can use zoom. Just like we use zoom. To, you know, you're doing this recording and you do zoom for virtual. Zoom in on yourself and do an introspective and look at your heart and stay in your heart center. Zoom out and look at all the perspectives that are around you. And yes. you have the opportunity to change your perspectives. Change them transform them transforming them I use that's that's some of the things and I I make up a lot of things on the spot you know because I never know what's going to come through me but I trust it yeah to what you were saying yeah I've I, I learned to trust it
0: yes yes so I have to ask you because I I don't I don't think your given name was Yamaja was it
1: No, my given name. See, that's the other thing that had to change.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. I want to hear about
1: that. (laughs) My birth given name was Anne Dolores Brown. Wow. And through my life, that name never fit. Yes. And and because of the programming that I had received, that you had to be married, you have 2.5 kids and live in a nice house and send your kids to school, I ended up what happened was I thought that if I was married and got a married name Mm. that that was going to be it Mm. and I did it one time and it didn't work okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I did it another time and it didn't work Mm. okay then I did it another time and it didn't work oh boy and by the by the fourth marriage I got told by my ex uh, husband that I need to go somewhere and find myself.
0: <laughs> mm,
1: wow. <laughs> he told me I should find myself. And so what happened was even before that, the process had started before him because I was never comfortable. The married names didn't make me. I, I, right. and what happened as I went along, I wrote poetry. I, in my book, couldn't keep it to myself. All the poems t- talk about my transformation, but when I changed my name, it was in a dream. Wow. I, didn't, I had a dream that I was on this altar and I was dressed in purple and all the smells wow. were ethereal. And there were these white beings in white robe. There were beings that were in white robes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They didn't say a word to me. They It was telepathically said to me that your name is now Imarja. Wow. And every time you hear that, it's going to take you back to who you really are, you will now be called Imaja, Emaja. Wow. wow. And they gave that to me telepathically. Wow. Yeah. And, and the last book, the last poem in that book, couldn't keep it to myself. It's called what's in a name. Wow. What's in a name. Because the more names that I took on from being married and thinking, that that's where I had to be. It got worse for me until, because mm. I was in this process after the, um, and the, after the third marriage, I had started working on myself more deeply. Mm-hmm. And and by the time that I got to the fourth marriage, and my girlfriend, my girlfriend those two ladies I told you I met a long time ago, mm-hmm. they teased me and said, look, you had to do it one more time. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but I finally got it. And when my ex said, go somewhere and find yourself. And what I did was, when I knew I was, I was on the edge of something. I was, my name had changed to remarriage and I woke up one morning and I heard a voice, this wonderful voice saying, it's time to leave. Wow. And I had never asked spirit to show me when I needed to leave a marriage before. Mm-hmm. I had never asked. And, and I was in that marriage, miserable, married to a person that was an alcoholic Mm-hmm. And all of the things that were going wrong were related. I had put myself into therapy in a women's group. I was in a mm-hmm. women's group. Mm-hmm. I was in, I drove like 30 miles to go to the special women's group because I, I interviewed therapists, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and so she told me, you know, you have been, the the biggest thing that has happened to you in life with these three other marriages, this there's, there's one significant thing that's true to every situation. And that is the common denominator is you.
0: <laughs> Sobering. Yes, yeah,
1: so- yes. Yeah, so so I went back and I went back and I asked uh Love Beauty to show me what I need to do when I need to if I needed to leave, show me. Mm. If I needed to stay, show me. And it woke me up after a couple of years, it was like, it was some years there. And it's, I heard it say, it's time to leave. And oh. I sat up in the bed because I thought, okay, okay, where am I? You know, wh- what is that? And went back to sleep and it came back again. And on the third time I got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I left and I never looked back. And then when, you know, going and finding myself, I found out that I already had myself. Because I go, you know, I've covered it up with all the addictions and the marriages and what people Mm. think of me and how I was going to be. It was there all the time. It's in all of us.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yes. So I get to talking on about it, but I just, my journey has been one where I have evolved into owning my voice. I have Moxie.
0: Yes, you do have (laughs) Moxie for sure. Yes.
1: (laughs) And I, I, I work, I do my um, meditations and walking in the forest as a way to go higher. Like, it's, like I said, my vibrational level has been risen and I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of reading and I do a lot of writing and all the poems, I tell you, I've got so many poems now, you know, with the new book coming out and all the ones that I have, I have new poems. I have all these poems.
0: Yes. So I wanna know if if people were interested in your books, purchasing them,
1: how, how can they how can they do that? Well they can go to Amazon.com. Okay. And you you'll find couldn't keep it to myself on on there. And the new book, Soul to Soul. Actually I got two new books coming out. Um Tell us. Yes, Soul to Sold is with Martha Hyde doing the art. Mm-hmm. And then uh that'll be out by the end of the year, if not in January. And then Sister Setting in the Blessings is a book with all black women um mm. um giving their paying homage to a poem that I wrote called Sister Setting in the Blessings and how what person mentored them, what person was a role model for them. Wow to, uh, through their life. And I'd like to read this poem called She It's very short to you. Yes, okay? please, please. It's called She. And it says, my mind was inspired today by someone God sent my way. She wore a beaming smile. And I could tell, I could tell her heart was filled with love. Mm. And as she began to talk and to explain, I felt, wow, this sure feels good to be (sighs) in the presence of positive thinking again. And as I began to share my hopes and ideas and even my dream, I felt so completely at ease. I knew when the conversation had ended, she was someone I would come to know and love her. And at last, I would be able to call her my friend. And what I discovered was she was me. And I was she. Mm. Wow,
0: that is my my heart. I can feel the the warmth and the kind of radiance emanating from my heart. That's quite beautiful, Yamaja. Thank you.
1: You're welcome.
0: Yeah. So we need to bring this to some closure and. <laughs> if if a listener wanted to get in touch with you or or stay tuned to all the amazing things you're doing you said the best way to do that is to follow you on
1: Facebook yeah follow me on Facebook uh Twitter and Instagram it with Imaja using Imarja as a handle and also um Everything that I do now really is on Facebook. I my website is under construction because things have just prepared to where I have to move to another level. Right. and I'm willing, you know, it, that's going to be it's going to be love, light, and positivity. dot com. That'll go up. That will be going up. And I just want to uh, say to you know to say to give a nugget to people that are listening to this to never ever 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 yes give up on yourself Mm. become your own best friend Mm. and surround yourself with your soul tribe yes soul stands for spiritual oneness used for living Mm. and when you have people in your circle that are growing and not the people all the people have to be where you are have some people that are far beyond you want to be like them and not have people that are on the same level because you don't grow. I've learned that with people that are on the same level with you. You, you know, you have to have people, So have a soul tribe,
2: mm.
1: a soul tribe. And also too, in having a soul tribe, you support someone else's growth and in the time square, make it a diverse group. I have diversity in my soul tribe, you know, yes. that, that, you know, everything now we as women are so powerful. We are powerful, you know? Amen. Yes. And um, Dr. Lamar Price said something that has stuck in my mind. He is saying that of the species the man, the male and the female, the woman is the one that has the power. And when you wake up knowing that you have that power to yourself, you can do extraordinary things for yourself and for your community.
0: Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's so true. And I I think for most of our lives, many of us have either disowned that power or been frightened
1: of that power. But I would say the time is now. The time is now. And I always when I go out, I have, you know, I have a, I have another poem called shitty days, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, and when I get those days, cause I consider the shit, the fertilizer, it, <laughs> it turns, the, it turns the fertilizer and you grow. So when I get those days, you know, I tell myself that, okay, I'm going to be learning something new here,
2: Yeah. you know,
1: with the way that the uncertainties are around us now, we're all in this global transformation, inner transformation. And we are, and it starts with us as well. And I just really believe in all the positivity and all the love. My mother was a loving person. I first learned how to love from my mother.
0: Yes, I was feeling I was feeling your mother right before you said that. There was something about your mom, and so yes. she offered you. A, it sounds like a legacy of love that you are, yep. for sure, yep. passing on.
1: Yes, and that's what you know. My daughter, uh, and I, and I have you know, like I told her, you will never be able to say your mama didn't live her life in the fullest, and give me a party. Don't be throwing me in some casket. You know, you know, when people come to look down in your face and say, oh, she don't look like herself. No, I'm dead. (laughs) But I want a party to celebrate my life because I am bringing and asking love beauty and knowing I'm going to receive whatever I ask and whatever I believe. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes, indeed. Amen. Well, Yamaja, thank you so much for, for A, being the, just the beautiful light of positivity in this world, because we, we need you, <laughs> and for joining us today and sharing so generously.
1: You're welcome, and thank you for allowing me to come and be on your platform. I really, really, really enjoy your broadcasts. I listen to you every, every, every time you put one up, so, you know, it's Aww. like... I, I followed you for a long time as you were, as you know, so. Yes. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's a
0: treat. And I, I know listeners when this comes out and for, for years to come are going to be enjoying this episode. So. Thank yeah. you so much, Joni. You're so welcome. I'm so glad we could do it. And I appreciate it. And I of course want to thank you, our dear listener for joining us today as well. And as always, what do we say, Yamaja? As always, trust. As all, trust okay. what okay. your heart knows,
1: right? Trust what your trust what your heart knows. That's the right place to be in. Yes, yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. If you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with a friend and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And visit theradianceequation.com to receive your copy of The Radiance Equation, A Visionary's Guide to Coming Out of Hiding, Owning Your Wisdom, and Creating Your Greatest Impact.